Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, a podcast from the Oh the Monster Podcast Network where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start. I am your host, Keaton DeRocher, joined as always by Bailey Von Schneider. Bailey, we've got ourselves a nice little streak going. We do. I, I love going streaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the last time we did a podcast, Red Sox were still in fourth place. That is no longer the case. They are no. now in second place after yeah. a nice little seven-game win streak. So let's dive on in to recapping the series versus the Guardians. Game yeah. one, Battle of the Canadians. Nick Pavetta <laughs> versus Cal Quantrill. Red Sox get the win 6-3. to three. Pavetta, seven, inning, seven innings pitched, two runs, both earned, nine hits, no walks, four Ks. Uh, wasn't his best start, as we've seen, but still very effective. Uh, Schreiber followed. Was nails again, lowering his ERA to point eight one, mm. and then Hauk finished it off. Rough inning for him. Uh, wasn't a safe situation, but he did get in there. Uh, it was a four-run game at the time. Gave up three hits and a run, a couple strikeouts, but closed the door. Devers and Arroyo both had big days at the plate. Both homer to Arroyo had three hits and three RBIs. Devers, Verdugo, and Story all had two hits apiece. Uh, what were your thoughts on Pavetta's outing? Yeah, I mean, I thought once again he looked really good. I mean, even when 
it wasn't his best stuff or the best outing. The fact is he battled through seven innings, you know, two earned runs, nine hits, didn't walk anybody, which is absolutely incredible. Um, you know, four Ks. I mean, you, you can't really ask for much more than what the Red Sox are getting from Nick Pavetta. Like, truthfully, it's it's been very impressive after it started. You know, the first few starts were a little rocky. So I am pleasantly impressed with how great he has been this season. Yeah. And this is kind of how you know he's in for one of those years because, uh, I mean, more often than not, after that start, he's been just incredibly stellar. Mm -hmm. Um, But even when he's not, he's still really effective and gets wins. Like working around nine hits, uh, only struck out four this Mm -hmm. time, was still able to get through seven, only allowing two runs, obviously kept the Red Sox in and giving them a chance to win. Um, he's still incredibly effective, even yeah. when he doesn't have his best stuff. And that's when you know guys are really feeling it. Mm-hmm. And he has certainly been feeling it for quite some time. Uh, over the last month, building on the great pitching, the Red Sox starting pitching has been the best in the American League and nearly the best in all the majors. Uh, and that's even with injuries to Whitlock and Valdi. How has the pitching been able to get better and better even in this next man up situation they've been in? I, It is... So impressive because like before we jumped on here, we were just chatting briefly and it's like, yeah, they haven't missed a beat. Like, and you're saying your ace, ace went down, um, Whitlock, who, you know, he's been trying to figure out things, but even in the starting role, he's been very solid for most of the starts. And yeah, you're just, you're having people like, you know, Josh Winkowski pitch pretty, pretty darn well for the Red Sox. And Pavetta really stepping up to the plate. Waka, you know, just continues to be great. Like, we got a, a great start from Hill today. It's, yeah, it's truly like the, the next man up is working so well for them. And I've been so, so, so impressed with the starting pitch. It's crazy. Yeah, the depth has really been key. And that's like the old the old saying is like, you can never have too much pitching. Yeah. And that's the Red Sox for the longest time now over the past few years have really not had any depth in yep. upper minors to really bail them out in case situations like this happened. And now they do. And it really shows you what a difference that makes because yeah. it really is all the difference in the world. <laughs> having having guys that can step up and give you three or four starts to cover when someone's out and keep the momentum that you had going and, you know, help build on your success and help Help leap you from fourth place to second place in the division and to the third place in the American League. So that's, yeah, that's a huge help. Yeah. Really nice to see. Absolutely. And that pretty much goes into, you know, game two. We, Josh Winkowski, you know, gets gets the call versus uh, Shane Bieber, you know. And, you know, Winkowski, five and a third, six hits, uh, two earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Um, Really, what more could you ask for? from josh winkowski it's it's been he's he's impressed me in this what he's been doing so far this season and then we had diekman schreiber strom and hauk finished it off with um three and two thirds scoreless frames um you know hauk uh tallied his sixth save of the year so i think you know outside of you know being in um canada i guess we could say that this is our this is our closer for sure and i'm glad that they finally figured that out um, the Red Sox had 10 hits as a team with Jaron Duran having four. Um, Pilecki added uh, two hits and Verdugo had 
Ooh, that was a beautiful three-run bomb. Like, that that just hung, and he just mashed it. It was beautiful. But I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on Winkowski? Yeah, I mean, you hit it right at the top, that depth being a big, mm-hmm. big thing there. Um, Winkowski, after his first uh, spot start that he got mm-hmm. there, it kind of a, a mixed bag in the stat line. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the damage came right before he got pulled, which was... I believe the third time through the order or it was right before it was mm-hmm. like a fourth inning or so. So batters had seen him gotten a look and then kind of started to get some hits on him. Um, and after the game, Cora was really happy with what he saw, even though the line didn't look great. He was like, we got a major leaguer here. He mm-hmm. looked really good and he's not going to, you know, he's not going to be back in AAA for all that long. Um, yeah, honestly, I mean- he's back. We got injuries. Uh, yeah. So he was called upon again. <laughs> And ever since then, um, he's rattled off three straight wins yeah. in the three starts that he's gotten since, and he's looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. Two runs, uh, one walk, four strikeouts, like you said. It was a really effective, economical start that got through um, you know, a, a pretty decent uh, Guardians lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's no, the, the kind of depth you're good. looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree more. I loved... Like, you know, of course, there'll still be people salty about, you know, the Benintendi trade. But, I mean, you're already just seeing the value that you got. Like, Winkowski was never – it's like you didn't trade for an ace because he's not. And it was like you're giving away Andrew Benintendi, so you're not necessarily going to get an ace back. But you're getting somebody who's proving that they can maybe be a pretty solid starting pitcher at the major league level. And, like, yep. what more could you ask for, you know? And then Franchi Cordero has also been contributing well. So, like, this trade is starting to really come together nicely for the Red Sox. And like you said, they lacked depth. This was one of the things that Haim knew I had a piece and I can start to build my depth. So I think that's really impressive. I think that's been really impressive. But, of course, the, one of the last things to touch on uh, for, you know, game two was Jaron Duran just been, like, a possessed person out there, especially oh, yeah. in the leadoff spot. Um, I think that it means he's probably going to be here to stay. He obviously, um, I, I believe, will not also be going to Toronto. So we'll see after, you know, three days off, him back in the lineup, you know, when we're out of Toronto. Uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to, that's going to take a hit because he had been like a spark plug right up at the top. So, you know, unfortunately, the decisions people make, some of it, you know, can um, have repercussions on the team. We'll see that with losing our leadoff guy and our closer while we're in Toronto. So it's going to put the Red Sox at a disadvantage because I believe, yeah, I he's been playing so well that I think he's here to stay. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, this, this stretch is incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. after the four hit game, um, and then two hits that he had today is batting like 330 now, mm-hmm. 327. Um, and he's also drawing walks. He's having big boy at bats. He had three steal or two steals and three attempts in this series. He's flying all over the diamond. Uh, he's been tremendous. Yeah. And I don't think there is any reason why he shouldn't stay here. And then also coupled with uh, Jackie Bradley the Jr. is a mess at the plate right now and is like 0 for 19 in, in a oh, stretch, which Jackie, is really Jackie. tough. Yeah. WRC plus is, I think, around a 60. Oh, Jackie. I want him to be better. <laughs> yeah, which really means these at-bats need to be going to Duran. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the defensive upgrade uh, that you get having JBJ in the field, I think you need to put – Jackie Bradley in the bench role as that fourth outfielder. Get to Randy's every day at bats. And like you pointed out, 
Um, really hope taking these three days off doesn't mm-hmm. lose that spark yep. uh, and cool him down. But, you know, the only time will tell. True. So, uh, on to game three. Red Sox get the win 8-3. to three. Rich Hill versus Aaron Savali. Uh, Rich Hill with six innings pitch, five hits, one earned run, four walks, five mm-hmm. strikeouts. Brazier, Robles, and Hout for the third straight day finished it off. Uh, 15 hits for the Red Sox, multi-hit games all around. Three from Devers, three from J.D. Martinez, two from Story, Duran, Verdugo, and Vasquez. And even with all that hot offense, the Red Sox left a season-high 30 men on base. So they could have been even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but what were first, what were your thoughts on Hill's start? I mean, again, the, the four walks are a little, like, he was a little wild. Like, uh, at first, uh, you know, he had some clutch double plays play, uh, behind him to really get him out of some trouble. But again, what more could we ask from, like, Rich Hill? Six innings of one-run baseball. Like, really could not ask more. Again, playing a good team. Like, the Guardians are a, a darn good team. They have one of the best third basemen, if not the best third baseman, in the game on their team. You, you know, like, this is a good team, whether or not their payroll is super high. So, I I think he did a tremendous job, really. Yeah. Completely agree. A bit high on the pitch count, like you mentioned, with the walks. Um, but still, even as, you know, he made it through that five and a third, it was only at 83, so he was mm-hmm. pretty economical. 51 for strikes. Um, so the, the balls you were throwing were basically just the men that he walked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was so still able to get through um, those six innings pretty effectively. I yeah. probably could have gone out there for um, at least one more inning. Um, True. But uh, the game at that point was a little bit tight. Uh, I thought Hill's start was great, and like you mentioned, for the role that he's playing right now, mm-hmm. um, that's exactly what you're looking for. Uh, lastly, Help got in uh, another some more work, three straight days, uh, this time in a non-safe situation. Uh, and as we've already talked about, he is unvaccinated, so he is not going to Toronto. So, for the bullpen, uh, who should be on standby for safe situations, or is it just going to be a... Uh, you know, saves by committee, just trying to get to that 27th mm-hmm. out any way you can kind of situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I heard this correctly, but I think that potentially uh, Cora came out and said that uh, Schreiber would be uh, getting save situations in Toronto, which that's fantastic. If so, he has been, yep. <laughs> we'll talk about a diamond in the rough, but I would say my, my two would be Schreiber for sure. I think he's earned it or Strom. Strom is you know, he, he had a little, a little dicey, and I believe game two of the of the series, or maybe it was one. I'm not sure, but like outside of that, like he's been pretty solid for the Red Sox this season. So I would say the, those those would be my go to guys for that uh, final, you know, three outs. Yeah, Schreiber for me is the one, mm-hmm. um, and then other than that, it's just kind of do what you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would give Schreiber first crack, and I would feel pretty darn good about it. Yeah. Uh, MVP of the series, who you got? Uh, Jaron Duran. I mean, he's just, like I said, we talked about him playing his way into, I believe, an everyday role, you know, so that's that's fantastic. It's going to be interesting uh, when Kike comes back, uh, which I don't even know. It could be a while, it seems. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, so, like, at this point... Jackie Bradley Jr. is is has to almost play because you you are losing Kike. Um, but when Kike does come back, 
I think JBJ, like you just did say, I think he should be uh, riding the pine. You know, love you, JBJ. You're you're such a great human being, but um, and one of the best defensive uh, outfielders I've ever seen. But um, the bat the bat is lacking, unfortunately, for him. Yep, I went with Duran as well. Six mm-hmm. hits and a couple steals, mm-hmm. uh, just the so spark fast. that he had at the Whew. top. Yeah, God. I mean, it's fast. perfect if he can keep playing like this, like. The, having this could be potentially one of the best leadoff people that they've had since like I don't know Jacoby Ellsbury like somebody who just yeah. perfectly fits that role you know if if he can keep playing at this level he had a hit today uh, one of his uh his double that he hit today mm-hmm. and I thought off the bat immediately was like a stand-up triple but Vasquez was running in front of him and he <laughs> he had rounded second like he was about to keep to going go to and then third, saw that yeah. Vasquez had not moved yet I was like oh damn it I gotta go yeah. back one of the slowest people is just getting in your way. It'd be worse. It's like the only the two, J.D. Martinez or uh, or Vasquez being in front of you while you're trying to get that triple. Yep, uh, exactly. Oh, all right. Red Sox get the sweep. We'll take yeah. a quick break, come back, and preview series against the Blue Jays. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, you're up to the minute. Standings. The American League East, New York Yankees in first place at 53 and 20. Boston Red Sox in second place, 42 and 31, 11 games back. Blue Jays at 40 and 32, 12 and a half back. Rays also at 40 and 32, 12 and a half back. And then Orioles at 19 and a half back. Um, Just worth noting that it was not that long ago, the Red Sox were behind the Orioles and they are now third in the American League East. Yeah. Pretty much. It's they've been playing so well now. Or sorry, yeah, second, second. in the American League East, third in the American League itself. Eagle. That's true. That is true. I mean, and you can't. It's it's so it's hilarious to me though with how like they're great. They're playing really, really, really great baseball. Unfortunately, they had a slower start, but now everything's evening out. It's just when you look at it and you're like, oh, they're still eleven games out of their division. That's just because the Yankees have just been playing historically out of their minds. Yeah. You know, the Red Sox are good. They're damn good. They'd be leading their division if they were in, you know, they'd be leading a division if it just wasn't the American League East, you know? Yeah, I also saw um, on Twitter someone had posted that uh, in the history of Major League Baseball, there were two teams that had uh, a record of exactly 41 and 31 and went on to win the World Series. And they were the 1918 Red Sox and the 2008 Red Sox. So, Love it. A little foreshadowing there, maybe. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, previewing pitching matchups here against Toronto. Uh, technically, 
Tomorrow's starter is TBD, but all signs point to Connor Siebold, so yep. we're going to pencil that in. Connor Siebold versus Kevin Gausman. Game two, Walker versus Stripling. Game three, Pavetta versus Manoa. How do we feel about those matchups? Uh, I feel pretty good about that. I think uh, game two, Walker Stripling. Nothing about Stripling. Like, he's not great. So um, I think that could be an easy win. Uh, it will get a little more difficult, the game uh, one and three. Um, it'd be interesting to see Seabold. Uh, he doesn't have overwhelmingly good stuff, but he does. He can pitch well when his pitches are working for him. So if everything's working well, um, it it could be good. It's just you're going against a, a juggernaut of a, of a lineup. So it's going to be a hell of a test. Um, Gosman, I can be like, I feel like it could be hit or miss. Um, he could be great. He cannot be so great. Uh, I think Manoa is going to be the most difficult one, but thankfully in that one, you know, the Red Sox have their one of their better pitchers going. So I think it's going to be a good series. It's going to be difficult, but um, I believe in this team. I really do. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to that third game. Um, yeah. The Stripling one, I'm not I'm not as positive about because he's actually having a really good year this year. Is he? Um, yeah, Weird. it's 3.08 ERA, 43 strikeouts and 52 and two-thirds inning, a 1.06 whip. Weird. He's been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was um, like bad last season. He was. He was very bad. Yeah. <laughs> he was All kind right. of, he was like almost out of a job last year. And yeah. yeah. Really yeah. turned it around. Well, good for him, um, but I hope he has a bad start against yeah. us. Yeah. I think this is, they're putting their best three against the Red Sox here. Uh, and we've got, you know, the best two that we can go here with. And then mm-hmm. also Connor Siebel. But I mean, you made a, make a great point about Kevin Kessler. He's been really up and down. Mm-hmm. Overall, his numbers. Look pretty decent, but that's because he's really been super hot or super cold, and it's yeah. kind of just leveled out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so True. we'll see how how it ends up going there. Um, obviously, he's going to rack up a bunch of strikeouts, but I I think they end up in. I'm not exactly sure how it goes. Maybe the Red Sox are able to win um, the Connor Seabold one, and then ends up being a, I don't know. It just feels like they're going to split the first two and then it's going to come down to Pavetta versus Manoa. And as good as Manoa's been, Red Sox don't do that bad against him. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to stay in games and yeah. they tend to be low scoring. And I just feel good enough about the offense that I, I feel they've been playing well enough that taking two out of three against Toronto feels same. good. Yeah, feel same. confident in it. So, yeah, me too. Uh, as you mentioned, the lineup... Always tough. George Springer leading <laughs> off. Bo Bichette, second. Vlad Guerrero Jr., third. Alejandro Kirk, who's been a man on fire. Yeah. Batting cleanup. Teoscar Hernandez, fifth. Santiago Espinal, sixth. Matt Chapman, seventh. Lourdes Gurriel, eighth. Rimel Tapia. Tapia. I feel like I never pronounced that correct. Mm-hmm. Batting ninth. Um, Lourdes Gurriel in the eighth hole. That's a <laughs> damn good lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a, it's a not great a lot of easy lineup. outs. Yeah, they're they're playing well. Clearly, like forty thirty two, nothing to sneeze at. But um, I thought they would be better than they have been playing. I thought that they'd be more like Yankee level of like. I mean, what the Yankees are doing is just historically like insane. Um, but still, I thought that they would be like leading. I think I picked them to win the division. You know. Yeah, yeah. Lourdes Gurriel is batting two eighty four with a three forty OBP in the eighth hole. And he's an eighth. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah that that is an embarrassment of riches. That lineup in Toronto, for sure. Yeah, that's a little much. That's a little much. <laughs> Great. So yeah, but I mean, to the surprise of no one, they have a really good offense. Yeah. Yeah. Very so. True. Yeah. So there we go. Um, 
I think we both have. Uh, what's your prediction for uh, MVP? Yeah, I have Walker. I think Walker's going to go out there and just have another really great game for himself. I really do. I, especially if he goes out there and he does well against the Blue Jays. I mean, I've already bought into how well he has been playing, but I think I'll, I'll really just be like, damn. <laughs> yeah. I went with Pavetta. So I kind of tip my hand there thinking uh, it's going to come down to that game three. Yeah. Out-dueling Manoa. So I'm going to go with Pavetta as my MVP. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. Uh, we have some other great pods that come out here on this network. We've got the Red Seat that Jake and I do. We've got the Prospect Pod that Bob does. Uh, and all a bunch of other stuff that keeps coming out. So keep your, your earbuds tuned in. We're dropping stuff all the time. Uh, you can find both of us at Over the Monster. You can find me on Twitter at Spoken Keats. Uh, Bailey, what you got? Yeah, just uh, follow me over on Twitter. I got lots of uh, podcasts. I'm starting to get back into doing some things with uh, Pesky Report. I've got the Soxy Chicks, which is through the Pesky Report. I'm going to get back into doing Bubbly Baseball with Ed Hand. And then I've got some um, movie podcasts, too. So if you're into that, come hang out. Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later in the week to preview the series against the Cubs. 